It's World Autism Awareness Day, established in 2007 by the United Nations. And uh, here to talk about it is uh, Jill Farber. She's Executive Director of Autism Speaks Canada, a member of the Board of Directors for the Canadian Autism Spectrum Disorders Alliance, who uh, yesterday called on the feds. Um, They're asking for help. They actually released a blueprint for a national autism spectrum disorder strategy, um, and they're appealing to the Prime Minister to help out. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Jill, nice to meet you too. So what exactly is this uh, strategy about, and what are you asking for? So our vision for our strategy, most importantly, is that all Canadians with ASD and their families have full and equitable access to resources they need across a lifespan where and when they need them. You know, autism is um, the fastest growing neurodevelopmental disorder in the world. Uh, about 12 years ago, the Senate came out with a, with a paper called Pay Now and Pay Later, and really, we're at the later, and uh, we're ready to, it, it, it's a crisis, and we need to take action now, and we need federal leadership, to be honest. Uh, we Here in the province of Ontario, you know, there are a lot of people that are up in arms about the changes to the autism funding plan. Um, is this, are you asking the federal government for a supplement to that, or is, what's, what's in the plan as far as uh, monetary support here? So the Ontario government should be coming out with an announcement this morning, actually, which I encourage everybody to look into. Um, But it's really important to understand that this is not unique to that province. So it's not unique to Ontario. Every province, every every territory is facing challenges to determining the right levels of support and appropriate resources to support people with autism through their lives. Um, you know, we want to make sure that provinces and territories are informed and, uh, and rely on each other for best practices and understand evidence-based policy, policies and standards and regulations so that they're, they're better informed to make better informed decisions um, for their citizens in their provinces and territories. And you've worked very hard on this strategy. What went into the design of the plan that you are, you know, appealing to the federal government to support? So, you know, our plan is really based on some key principles, you know, being being person-centered, being inclusive, having co-design, um, uh, being culturally responsive and reflecting different uh, regional needs, especially northern and rural communities. So it's really those are the principles that it was built on. The areas of focus are the most important, and that being federal leadership. So that that comes right up front. That federal leadership, because it's not a provincial, a territorial, or a federal problem. This is a Canadian issue and a Canadian. We need to have a Canadian, pan-Canadian result. Um, so that's right up front from from our from our uh, from our blueprint, and then going into the blueprint into the other area of focuses includes sort of federal action. Those things that are federally jurisdicted, taking taking federal action on affordability and access, information, employment, housing, research. Those things fall within the federal jurisdiction, and then finally encouraging the federal government to have a real cross government approach. So identifying the lead minister. Um, making sure that there's there there's meetings across all um, ministries to really have a comprehensive, coordinated, integrated across all policies that may affect people with ASD across the lifespan. You've been calling uh, for support for ten years now. Do you feel like you're finally being heard? 
Um, you know, we hope, we hope, uh, and it's almost over 12 years that we've been calling for a national autism strategy. Remember that one in 66 children um, and youth are diagnosed with autism in this country. That's like one children, one child on every school bus that goes to school every day. This is a crisis we need to get some federal leadership on. Provinces are begging for, um, for us to take sort of a comprehensive, coordinated approach. Families are, are, are requesting that. You saw a march on Sunday um, where hundreds of families came out to the uh, to the to Parliament Hill, and they were hashtagging a national autism strategy. Um, so important. The time is now. We can definitely do better. We truly need a national autism strategy, and it needs to be accountable across all governments, provincial, territorial, and federal. The Canadian Autism Spectrum Disorder Alliance, you uh, are calling for the strategy. At some point, you said you've been doing this for 12 years. When did you say to yourselves, uh, you know what, we're going to design the strategy because you've gone on. And, and you've actually come up with it. You've taken the work away from the feds, feds here. Um, well, yeah, we started the work. Let's talk, call it that. And I think blueprint is a really important piece. You know, we've been working really hard um, throughout the years in CASDA um, to call on a national autism strategy. We, we actually um, had a Canadian autism partnership that was presented to the government that was turned down, um, I believe, about two years ago. And, and now we're coming back again and saying, okay, here's another blueprint. Here's another starting point. Right. It doesn't look that much different. It's, it, you know, the same important key points are in there. Federal leadership, pan-Canadian, uh, pan interministerial, um, take action where federal jurisdiction um, belongs and support the provinces and territories in supporting um, their constituents across the country. You're asking for immediate changes to the federal tax code. What, what does that look like and how would that um, benefit families of uh, kids or uh, family members with ASD? Yeah, so we want a reform in disability tax credit. We want um, enhanced and child care expense deductions. Um, uh, we want consistent recognition for ASD and medical expenses on tax credit. So there's a lot of things that we can do as a federal um, government to identify ASD priorities and needs within our tax benefits and recognize that there are differences um, for families and individuals living with autism, and they need to be recognized in these already uh, beneficial credits and, and, and benefits. Child care is a big problem for most families. How hard is it to find child care when you have a child with ASD? Um, it is very hard. So, uh, as a, a you know, personally, I was a, a, a therapist many, many moons ago, and I can tell you that families struggle all the time to find, you know, real um, care for their child, and then flipping that over to appropriate evidence-based clinically recommended interventions is a whole other, um, is a whole other uh, uh, challenge that parents have. We need to be training our, our, our next generation of uh, care, care providers. We need to be training our next generation of clinicians um, to make sure that ASD is, is, is known and understood and accepted. Um, we also need to make sure that our communities um, have the resources and resources they need to make sure that um, a, a family and an individual um, belongs and is included in the community. Um, it's, it, 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 it's a whole gambit of care. Care doesn't just uh, 
stop at care providers. It goes beyond care providers to interventionist clinicians and so on and so forth. Your strategy also calls for more assistance when people with ASD become, you know, uh, older and, and, and are past the age of 18. They're looking for work. They're looking for housing. And you are saying we need to find ways to help them become independent members of the community. What are you asking the government for there? Are there any specifics in that blueprint? Absolutely. So in in the sort of second area focus under immediate federal action, you know, employment and housing are federal jurisdicted um, issues. And under employment, you know, better labor market information, access to pre-employment programming, ensuring federal training programs are representative of ASD, breaking down barriers in benefits in the benefits design around employment, and really changing the odds of employment across um, disability and that. That especially includes ASD because um, people with ASD have the highest sides of un- unemployment across all disabilities. And then in housing, you know, what does that mean? Where can families find real good options for um, the spectrum of care that, or the spectrum of housing needs that an individual might have across the board, whether that's you know, um, creating more housing options suitable for the needs of adults with ASD, including supportive housing, um, prioritizing innovative housing options. We need to look at this and understand the different needs across the spectrum for autistic individuals. Timing is everything. This month is Autism uh, Month. It's World Autism Day, and we've got an election coming up. Speak to the timing of delivering this blueprint and how important this strategy was to get it in the hands of people that are in charge now. Yeah, I think if if, if CASA has one priority um, this today, which is World Autism Awareness Day, um, and this month, which is World Autism Awareness Month, we want the political parties to, 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 to promise to put this in their platform, to promise that they talk about autism when they, when they go out um, and, start, um, and start to uh, um, talk about their platforms. We want autism um, uh, a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hashtagging a national autism strategy. Um, we are creating a movement for a national autism strategy and this should be top of mind uh, when the political parties go out and start talking about their platforms and that's what we want. Did you put this blueprint into the Conservatives and NDP's uh, hands as well? We sure have and we plan to continue to talk to them about it, continue to get them up to speed and understanding and accepting individuals with autism across the country, understanding their needs right across the lifespan and of course right across the spectrum. I'm going to ask you something very unpopular here. Um, every time we talk about autism, we get uh, other parents calling in saying, well, what about my child who has you know, special needs and aren't supported? Why is it uh, you know, that um, autism right now uh, is in the fore? You know, I'll go back to one of my answers that I gave to you before. You know, autism is the fastest growing neurodevelopmental disorder in the world. It's not to say that other disabilities or concerns uh, or um aren't a concern. But what we are saying is that we our prevalence rates are increasing exponentially. And right now we're at a 1 in 66. You know, other provinces are coming out with even higher numbers of prevalence. So again, we've been asking this for 12 years with the first report coming out in pay, pay, pay now, pay later. It is a later. We are in crisis mode right now. And, and, and it's time to, it's time to do something now and we can do better as a country. 
Jill, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us on this World Autism Day. Thank you so much, and thanks for listening to our important uh, movement. Absolutely. Uh, Jill Farber, Executive Director of Autism, Autism Speaks Canada.